Andrew Pitkin, your news director here on KNEM KNMO, now joined by museum coordinator Will Tollerton of the Bushwhacker Museum. And uh, Will, thanks very much for coming on the update program. You're welcome. Thanks for having me, Andrew. Great development, obviously, that the museum has opened. It opened last Thursday, if I'm not mistaken. So how have things been going so far? That's correct. Uh, We opened a month late, uh, last Thursday, June 4th. Normally, May 1st would be our opening day, but because of the ongoing coronavirus uh, crisis, we decided to delay a month. But yes, the museum is now open for its regular uh, tour hours for the summer, Wednesday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. and Saturday from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. What were a couple of things that you were able to, you know, maybe take care of with the delay in opening? Were, were there any housekeeping things or improvements able to be made to the museum? Well, not a whole lot of improvements. I worked from home for about a month and a half. So the museum was pretty much closed down uh, from mid-March through May 1st. The We still had to do a lot of cleaning up, actually, from our Night the Museum fundraiser on the 3rd of March, which we got that done just in time about a week before things started shutting down. So that was a successful event, but uh, we still had tables and chairs and banners up in May that uh, hadn't been taken down yet from the March fundraiser when everything came to a screeching halt. Are there any precautions, Will, that you're asking folks to take if if they are going to go to the Bushwhacker Museum at this time? Any CDC guidelines or anything? We are taking some uh, few precautions. The tours of the historic jail will be done only with uh, individual groups, so we're limited to just a family or a couple. Uh, there will be no combined groups of individuals taken down there, as we often do. So people may have to be a little more patient in waiting for the next tour to leave. Other than that, we are, you know, sanitizing the facility, wiping down tables, chairs, door handles, that sort of thing as they're used. Uh, Not requiring face masks, though, but we do just ask uh, respectfully that people do try to keep a six foot distance from each other if there are any other visitors in the museum. One of the things, I mean, obviously I'm new, and so I, I'd like to learn more a little bit. I've, I've seen a few things online about the Bushwhacker Museum and, and the jail and everything, but uh, what would you say, you know, over the last year, you know, if somebody's saying, well, I went there, you know, five, ten years ago, what's, what's been new in the last year or two that somebody would really like to see? Well... Right now, we currently have a special exhibit up uh, about the centennial of women's suffrage. So the 19th Amendment was ratified 100 years ago in August uh, 1920, and that, of course, gave women the right to vote across the United States of America. And so in honor of that, the Watkins Museum in Lawrence, Kansas, put together a special traveling pop-up display. And uh, we were lucky enough to get that awarded to us. It was supposed to start in April, but, uh, of course, had to be delayed till the beginning of June. So we'll only have it for a month until July the 15th, and it will be on display down at the museum. Uh, It covers the history of women's suffrage, but mainly in Missouri and Kansas. So uh, it really focuses on that, the beginnings of the women's suffrage movement in the 19th century with the abolitionist movement and the temperance movement, and then going on into the 20th century, and then telling a few of those stories of women in uh, this region who were really influential in that. What is your favorite part of the museum, if you had to choose? Well, of course, I'm a big Civil War buff, so I like the Civil War section. Uh, I've done Civil War reenactments in the past, and we have a very nice collection of Civil War uh, weaponry, swords, muskets, cannonballs, and uh, uniforms and the like. So that's a good one. Uh, Also, the doctor's office is quite fascinating. Uh, We have a recreation of Dr. Hornbeck's 
early 20th century home and office that was here in Nevada. And the old electrostatic machine that uh, he used and some of the other early x-ray machine parts are quite uh, fascinating (laughs) for the old technology. Again, speaking with uh, Will Tollerton, museum coordinator uh, at the Bushwhacker Museum. And uh, you kind of like me moved from uh, a little bit further north, whether in Kansas or Missouri, me from Kansas, you from uh, Missouri. And so when when you came down and and as you were you were learning about this opportunity and everything, um, what what most drew you to uh, the Nevada area and working at the Bushwhacker Museum? Well, I've always had a fascination with history and uh, particularly the Civil War. Uh, where I grew up in North Missouri, the little town of Laclede was the boyhood home of General John J. Pershing, and he was the commander of the American Expeditionary Force during the First World War. So military history always had a particular fascination for me. Uh, prior to moving to Nevada, I actually worked as a registrar at the Museum of Missouri Military History in Jefferson City, which is the National Guard Museum. So there's a lot of military history there. I learned a lot at that time about Camp Clark uh, that's here in Nevada, although I didn't realize I would get to know it so well in a few years. But I came here in 2011 to uh, succeed Terry Ramsey as a coordinator of the Bushwhacker Museum. And uh, the job, I mean, I was really looking for any kind of a job in a museum. But this one, when I came up, uh, knowing that there was a great uh, emphasis on the Civil War history of Missouri, uh, and that was during the sesquicentennial celebrations and commemorations in 2011, uh, it was uh, an opportunity I couldn't pass up. And also a fundraiser. Um, you you are uh, there's a drawing, I guess, for for a shotgun that you'll be doing, which ordinarily would happen during bushwhacker days. Mm-hmm. However, um, it's it's going to be a little bit different, but still happening. Yes, that's correct. Uh, the last several years, we've done a fundraiser, uh, a drawing for last year was a Henry rifle, and this year it's a Remington 870 12 gauge shotgun. So we were selling tickets uh, during night at the museum, and we are still selling tickets. So if anyone wants to stop by or call the museum at 667-9602. Uh, can, you can still purchase uh, a chance uh, at the uh, drawing for uh, the Remington 12-gauge shotgun, and the tickets are $5 each or five tickets for $20. You've mentioned that night at the museum uh, event that you had um, two, three months ago now. How did that end up going? It went very well. I mean, we had a sold-out crowd, so, I mean, must have been almost 200 people we had there, which is kind of tight in our, <laughs> our little museum, but uh, people had a good time. The theme was Meet Me in St. Louis, so it was all about the World's Fair in 1904, and, the uh, of course, the highlight was having the local the Nevada Show Choir from the high school come and perform the uh, Meet Me in St. Louis songs in costume uh, for the event. So it was a lot of fun. The uh, Nevada Culinary Arts Program at the Regional Technical Center actually catered the meal. So they came up with some uh, recipes that were actually authentic, documented as having been at the World's Fair in 1904. So I think it was one of the most fun uh, night at the museum fundraisers that we've had. And we had a great turnout. The community really supported it. uh, And we got it in just before the COVID (laughs) crisis uh, shut things down. So I'm very relieved about that. I suppose it's a little possible that at this point, events like that, that that could be upcoming might be a a little bit on the back burner. But um, Mm -hmm. what are a couple things that that you at at the museum you're looking forward to um, organizing? Well, I'm really hoping to be able to do the Deepwood Cemetery tour again this fall. Uh, As many of our listeners may remember, in 2017 and 2018, the Historical Society partnered with the Community Council on the Performing Arts to do a historic walking tour of our Deepwood Cemetery on South Washington Street. And that was an event where uh, it was in October 
people were invited to buy tickets and they walked the cemetery and then actors portrayed um, in the historical individuals who were buried there at their grave sites. And it was their short skits, maybe three or four or five minutes. But uh, by the time you walk around the cemetery and see it, uh, it's, you know, a good hour, hour and a half uh, tour. And it was very well received. We took a break last fall, but it is my intention to do it again this October. I'm in communication with the CCPA and we haven't decided absolutely yet if we're going to go forward, but we're really hoping we can. And uh, since it's an outdoor event, I think we can probably social distance and make it work, even despite the current issues. What did the age range look like for those who did attend that before? Well, I would say it was pretty varied. Uh, it might have skewed more towards uh, you know, a more senior crowd, but I, I remember families being there and kids. So I, I think it's something that the cemetery tour really appeals to a wide, uh, wide range. Uh, cemetery tours are popular, and especially when you have actors kind of bringing it to life. It's not a haunted house tour, so people shouldn't get that idea that it's not, you know, no one's going to be jumping out and scaring you. This is a historic, this is about uh, seeing the historic cemetery, and it has quite an atmosphere with the old monuments and so on, but also learning about, you know, these are people who are the founders of our town and uh, created what we live in today. So learning a little bit about that actual history of those who came before us is really what it's all about. Will, is there anything else you'd like to talk to at this time? Oh, yes. I would like to mention the quarterly program on July 12th. Uh, that's our usual Sunday afternoon programs that we do January, April, July, and October. The one in April was canceled because of the uh, COVID crisis, but we do plan on going forward with the July program, and it'll be Sunday, July 12th at 2 p.m. at the Bushwhacker Museum. The guest speaker is Sarah Bell, and she works at the Watkins Museum in Lawrence, Kansas. They're the ones who created the exhibit on women's suffrage that's uh, currently going to be on display there at the museum. And so she'll be talking about that centennial of the 19th Amendment. And so anyone interested in uh, women's voting rights, uh, history, early 20th century history, I encourage to come out. Uh, we'll probably be doing a little social distancing. I'll try to space the chairs out and ask that people kind of keep their distance. Won't be any refreshments this time like we usually have but i think it should still be an interesting program still a great time to learn will thanks very much for your time yep. thank you andrew will tollerton museum coordinator at the bushwhacker museum right here on your update program on knem knmo